1: It's Linda Ockwell-Jenner here again with another Small Business Community Network Small Biz Podcast. Steve Bentley, Northern River Financial, is here today and will be chatting about his busy month, amongst other things, and he's been dealing with the end of RRSP season, which ends March the 1st, and he's been getting everybody ready for the tax season. Evidently, most people have all their tax information slips by the end of February. Hi, Steve. Nice to have you back on our show.
0: How are you this morning?
1: Um... I'm still not completely well, as you know, I had the flu and uh, my voice keeps coming and going, but I think I'll manage to stay, stay in control for our podcast as long as you do most of the talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I might be able to help.
1: I think you will, because even though you're a busy man, um, you find time to, to chat with us on the podcast. We're really grateful about that because a lot of people don't realize Uh, what a busy time it is for you guys. And um, you've not just been, you know, dealing with the, the tax returns, have you? You've been doing lots of other work as well.
0: Yeah, we, we've got a number of initiatives on the front. But, of course, the government imposes deadlines. and So we've got the end of RSP season coming up uh, March 1st. And, you know, a lot of people, as much as we like to try to get them to think ahead and do things on an annual basis, they sometimes leave things to the last minute. And, of course, the double whammy that CRA puts on our shoulders is the fact that uh, by the end of this month, everybody will have their tax information slips. So we are getting into the actual preparation of tax returns for people. So there's no let up in the winter for us.
1: Now, do you find um, most people do leave it um, late and that means it puts more pressure on you and and, and your business in the sense that everybody wants a piece of you now, they've got to have you
0: now? Yeah, you know, and we try to talk through that through the year and I think people like we we have been doing a little bit of uh, talking about RSPs lately and we've just released a, a blog post a couple a couple weeks ago talking about RSP realities. And, you know, it's not to everybody's advantage to wait to the last minute. Number one, that money could be working for them earlier in the year. They could have the benefit of that deposit earlier in the year if they're doing it, let's say, on a monthly basis. But the other part of it, too, is sometimes they're scrambling to come up with the money they, they would like to contribute to their RSPs, and, and certainly coming down to a cash crunch. So it's a challenge for some people.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get that. So, um, interested in this new blog post, what, what have you been um, sharing with us in the blog post, Steve?
0: Well, you know, I, I, I look at what everybody sees in the media and on TV and the radios and all the finance, larger financial institutions are, are pushing the concept of season and in a way it's really just a big sales push. It's people just trying to get deposits in to generate revenue and I, I just... Don't really know that everybody understands the RSP and what you can and can't do with it. So, I guess last year what led off to this is writing a, a blog post called "The Insanity of RSP Season," which had quite a quite a good following, and it really just said, you know, what we need to think about the planning side of it, not just you know the sales side of it, where people are hearing all these commercials during this time of year.
1: Okay, that sounds really good. Um, I don't deal with any of this. I know a little bit about it. Uh, Dave and our financial advisor, you know, deals with all of this. So. Can you share some some of the pointers from from the blog post, please?
0: Oh, of course, yes. Um, you know, I, I call it RSP realities because it's amazing what people do and do not understand about RSPs. And I think a lot of people don't realize that this year actually marks the 60th anniversary of the creation of the RSP by the federal government many years ago. Wow. And there's a lot of people who have a little few misconceptions. And, you know, one of the biggest things. Uh, Is most Canadians do not have an RSP, which kind of scares me because when we're looking at most employees, they don't really have that kind of a savings program at their work. You know, gone are the days of the registered pensions and defied benefit and contribution programs are slowly dwindling. So it's becoming more and more onus on Canadians to actually save their own money for their RSP, and it's kind of sad that people don't really understand that that's an important part of retirement. I think another one, too, is everybody thinks, well, you know what, I've got to get that money in because I'm going to get a tax refund, so I'm going to make money. Well, you're not, because no. the money you're putting in, all you're doing is getting the tax back that you've already paid. And then when you actually do draw it as income in the future, you're going to have to pay tax on it again. Mm-hmm. So it's really not an actual, you know, bonus that you're getting. It's just a shuffling of dollars. So those are a couple of the, the big ones that people really don't understand about RSPs.
1: Well, that's good to know. Um, obviously, you know, sharing this information will help a lot of people. What What would be your advice then? How would you suggest that people, you know, what choices should people be making that will definitely benefit them in their their retirement? I guess.
0: Well, I think people need to start and look as early as possible to saving as part of their financial life planning. I mean. We need to also live a quality life today. So, we've got a lot of balls in the air we've got to try and juggle. But the sooner people start off, the easier it is as you get to the point where you're actually going to have to look at drawing money for us. You know, actually, there's, there's statistics that are out there now saying people will, you know, with our age demographics now, will be and can be retired longer than the years they are working. Mm-hmm. So, you think about that. You've got to save up an income through the years you're working. To retire on, and that money might even have to last longer mm-hmm. than the time you actually work to contribute to it. Right, so I think that's one thing. I think a lot of people get caught up to um, in terms of borrowing as mm-hmm. an idea to try and come up with that deposit at the last minute, and, and that's not a good thing because it really depends on your ability to repay the loan,
1: Definitely. and
0: also depends on the interest rate, right, and depends on how your investments are performing. So the, the, the leverage or the, the spread between the two interest costs—one being the cost of the borrowing and the money you make on the money you've contributed isn't necessarily a good idea and it really people have seen them fall into categories yeah. where they have trouble paying that loan off
1: so i've heard in the past from people that they do borrow and, and it's a really good idea and their benefit so we've heard it from you you're my expert i trust you steve so what are the words of wisdom can you help us with before it's too late to make these good decisions
0: well, I think people need to also take into account the tax-free savings account. It's amazing how many people are saving money in a bank account, and they're making very little interest on it. And the interest they do make, they have to actually take into income and pay tax on it, whereas the tax-free savings account created in 2009 – allows you to contribute to an account where you'll never pay any tax on the money that you actually make. Uh So we need to look at starting early. We need to look at balancing both saving for retirement, but also saving in general, because you know how life changes and things get caught up and i seen so many cases where people have had to draw out of their RFP or have had to take lines of credit to deal with expenses that they didn't Mm -hmm. anticipate. So saving isn't just for retirement. Saving is for that rainy day fund. It's for general savings, but it's also for that retirement income you need to save for. So you need to start early and start with a balanced approach.
1: So I'm seeing a lot of um, the younger generation, let's say my children in there, you know, early early 20s early 30s who are doing this who are taking your advice and starting early why is it more proactive why do you think the younger generation is more proactive than say the generation before why is it more the thing to do now are they being educated at school and college about this how do they know what to do save the younger generation
0: I think, you know, I'll take that two ways. Number one, there are certainly people that are very intuitive and start early. But, you know, I think, in fact, it's not so much what they're learning in the school system. Matter of fact, I'm a little concerned about the the financial literacy in our school programs. But a lot of people now are are internet savvy. They're going online, they can read, they can learn, they can educate themselves. So I think they're more in tune with being online and obtaining information that they can then use to understand the reasons and benefits for starting early.
1: Ah, yeah, yeah, good idea. I found that having... Um, my children in particular, my, my two um, two of my children who are young adults, have been very involved with the Small Business Community Network over the years. And because they've made relationships with people like you and other financial advisors, it's really opened their eyes and made them realize that maybe what mum and dad says... Is right or maybe isn't right, and by listening to you, Steve, and other people off the seminars, and they read your blogs, that that's what's helped educate my children in particular. So it's not too late. Then the deadline's not up yet. What would you say people should be doing if they haven't already taken action?
0: Well, I think they need to act quickly because it's not just putting a deposit into an RSP; it's actually opening an account to make a deposit into. So there's a little bit of timeline. I think if they're. Really looking seriously, they need to be looking at minimum four days before the deadline, so that's what we target in our office, so really people need to be getting focused on it in the next couple of days. Um, even if you make a contribution, um, you don't have to rush and figure out how you want to invest it. It can just be put into a savings account within an RSP or a money market fund, and then you can have the time to think about how to invest mm-hmm. that. So getting the deposit is one thing, actually deciding how to properly invest it for your needs, you'd still have some time to be yeah. able to handle that
1: it 's not something we should rush into, so that's a really good way to go. Um, so let's imagine there are people out there that missed a deadline but they are listening to this podcast and they do want to plan for next year. So it's all about you know connecting with someone like you, a financial advisor because um, explain to me again you don 't work for a bank right how do you how do, no. you how do you do this?
0: I'm an independent brokerage, so I don't work for any particular institution. I represent pretty many pretty much any institution across across Ontario. So I don't have to just deal with a particular bank or with a particular insurance company. I find the fit that makes the most sense for that particular client situation. So I think you think of it almost like a mortgage broker, right? I don't just have to represent one mortgage product to you. I can look mm-hmm. across the stream and look at what's the best fit for that individual. Mm-hmm. The independence also creates an ability to say that I'm not biased by a particular institution to have to recommend mm-hmm. and push their product solution. Mm-hmm. I look at the client, and the client's the one who actually, with working with us, can look at the options and then make the decision that's appropriate for yeah. them.
1: Okay, but say somebody does want to work through their bank, their financial institution, whatever, it's still a good way to go, I guess, because they have trust in their, their their bank, let's say, and they have built relationships with the people they work with. That is still a good way to go, I guess, if if people feel comfortable doing it that way.
0: I think you, you hit the nail on the head right there as comfort. No, I think the challenge with banks nowadays is... You know, the person you like to deal with may not be there in six months to a year. But if you have that relationship, that's the most important thing. That relationship with an advisor or planner to me is paramount. And, you know, many times when I've walked into a client situation and they've got a relationship with somebody, well, I don't want to upset that because I don't want to replace something that's working for them.
1: So again, you're giving us lots of choices, Steve you're not saying we really should do it this way and you're not actually saying if we don't meet the deadline this year that's it you know um, I read today in Canada um, the average lifespan now is eighty eight years
0: exactly and you know it's been increasing over the last number of years that's part of the problem of saving for retirement is people need to understand that they are living longer, so they're Mm -hmm. going to need to have some money available longer than they may have anticipated when they were young. You know, it's just a state of our, you know, society that we need to be planning and implementing that as planners when we look at planning. There used to be a time where we would do our planning spectrum up to age 90. Now we've pushed it to 95 Mm -hmm. because we know people are living longer.
1: Yeah, yeah. I do have one question, though. Um, uh, People get worried now because, obviously, there's some awful, awful diseases out there and people do die early it's a fact of life and so many people are saying today how can we juggle enjoying our life now and and doing the things we want to do but still make sure we've got a good retirement obviously not spend all our money enjoying life it's easy to juggle the two isn't it it's easy to plan for that and you can help people with that can't you
0: well, you know, you hit the nail on the head for us. Uh, we we like to use the term, we put the life into financial planning. In other words, we concentrate on financial life planning, not looking at just the future retirement, but looking at all of those things people have to deal with today, but also making sure they're living a quality life today. I came from a time when I was working and traveling, and I, I didn't spend as much time with my kids in earlier years that I wish I had. And I look back on that in terms of my business model. I said, mm-hmm. you know, we need to be working as financial planners more strongly to ensure that it's not all about scrimping and saving and getting that absolute last dollar into your mm-hmm. retirement savings. It's about making sure you have that quality time with your family today because as you said, things change, life mm-hmm. changes. You never know what you're you know. going to deal with and you have to have that flexibility in your plan to be able to deal with those short-term changes.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm really pleased to know you, Steve, because you, you offer such a wealth of wisdom and advice. And as I say, you've passed it on to two of my children, for which I'm extremely thankful. Um, and they then did go away and do their own homework. They're, they're very much like you. You know, they say, well, we've heard Steve's point of view. We'll also hear everybody else's or as many people as possible, which 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 I think is a good thing to do. So I guess what we've learned today, Steve, from this, this awesome podcast chat is um, there is a deadline. People do have to, you know if possible, you know, plan for that deadline, not at the last minute, but, you know, slowly throughout the year, whatever. Um, we do have to have a good quality of life. So don't worry about, you know, just saving free retirement and just sitting at home and not doing anything because sadly, I mean, my, my mom died of cancer age 57. So my dad couldn't enjoy his retirement with her and, you know, he was never happy. It happens to a lot of people. Um, and basically the difference between the banks, the financial organisations and you, uh, you're not kind of thinking about being law to say one bank and saying to your particular client you have to go to that bank, you've got a wealth of choices and you tailor it around your particular client, would that be right?
0: Yeah, I think the understanding, too, is there's definitely more options out there than just dealing with a bank or financial institution. There's there's a wide range of options. And I think one thing I'll say, too, is even if people can't meet that deadline by March 1st, they don't lose that ability to make that level of contribution going forward to the next year. Because the money you don't put into RSP if there is an accumulation, then you basically don't lose the ability to contribute. You can maybe do it the next year.
1: That's good to know. Well, Steve, um, I really, really enjoy our podcast ch- chats, as you know, because it's all about education, making people aware. And did you know, changing the subject as I do very quickly, it's Wear a Pink T-Shirt Day today. It's to do with anti-bullying and and you know, spreading the word that we should be kind to each other.
0: It's actually funny you said that because I, I've written a bit of a blog and I'm thinking of putting an article on LinkedIn today. About because I've I personal experience through my own family about the, the whole bullying side of life. And,
1: and I guess today, and this is something we should talk about in the future, I guess, because I believe in raising awareness every day of the year, not just one day of the year. Um, with the online you know features and the way everybody's online today, adults, children, whatever, lots of bullying goes on there. So I think that will be a topic for a future podcast. Steve, but for today I'm going to let you get on with your busy day because I know everybody wants to meet you and talk to you and get you to help them with their financial future. So have a I lovely day. I just hope day. my
0: voice can make it through the day. appreciate your time. Thanks, okay. Linda.
1: Okay, have a good day. Bye.
0: Bye.